Bishop John, and welcome to the Vision Ministry Roundtable. In this podcast, Minister Bolson, Minister Barton, and I will be discussing different subjects and different topics for our present time. And we just hope you will be able to enjoy and learn something new. All right. And, and study. My brothers came very late today, so. I'm going to have to pull the chairs up. The chairs are supposed to be up already. So I thought I was going to be by myself because I can do it. But I just wanted everybody to get involved. So how about you grab your chair, bring it over here. And your chair is already up here. We'll put it over there. So we apologize for you have to see us fixing the furnitures uh, because of our condition. All right. Uh, got it. No, no, no. Stand up. Stand up. You got to do it right. Wait, no, 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 no. Step aside. Step aside. You got to do it right. If we're going to do something right. Because people criticize everything we do in church. But their home is a mess. Their kitchen is a mess. Their bathroom is a mess. Their hairdo is a mess. But they criticize the church. Who's not a mess. I tell it like it is me. I have no fear. I'm too old right now for church people to scare me. You got no heaven, no hell, no money, no million dollars. You know, you make those other preachers millionaires. You have not made me millionaires yet. So when you buy me, I'll shut up. As long as you have not bought me, my mouth's going to be big and I'm going to talk loud. Anybody want to buy me to shut me up? I'm worth a small loan of a million dollars. You give me a million dollars, I might shut up. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, we're going to do some study. A couple, couple weeks ago, after the tornado condition, I need this mic a little higher for me, the, the, the head part, okay, because it's no good right now. After the condition, um, and I'm trying to figure out what am I going to talk about in May? What am I going to talk about in May? And the Holy Spirit says, uh, uh, April showers bring May debris. And I expect April shower brings me flowers because I'm going to talk about miracles and stuff like that, which we will. Uh, Sunday, we're going to start giving you some foundation how to get certain things done. Uh, but when he says debris, I'm like, debris? What do you mean debris? We got no debris. Well, sin could be a debris. Probably a debris. He says, and this is how he told me, look at your neighborhood. That's all he had to say. Look at your neighborhood. And at that time, it still looked nasty, but it was, it looked like a, a Hiroshima. The bomb exploded there. Wood was everywhere. Light fixtures hanging. Electrical wire on the floor. Water running. No covering of people's roofs. You know, half building gone and mine full of holes. And I'm like, oh, we got to get rid of the debris. And he says there are debris on the path of God's people. That we got to remove. The first debris we dealt with was the spirit of Antichrist. If you remember that. The anti-anointing spirit. The anti. There are people we talked about last week that are anti-anointing. Because a lot of people think the Antichrist is the big. There's a big guy. Big dude called the Antichrist. And we define that. Who and what is the Antichrist. But we also spend some time. Uh, dealing with uh, the spirit of Antichrist. And we found that in the book of uh, John. Uh, he speaks, uh, First John, I'm sorry. He speaks of, in the 
uh, last time there will be uh, uh, many antichrists have gone. May, they were with us and they left us because they were not of us. So if you're a pastor, people are talking bad about you want to leave your church, let them go. They don't, they don't belong there. Anybody want to leave you don't belong there. Those who are with you will stay with you. Those who don't belong there will leave. They'll find a reason to leave. But that was not the focus of the message. The idea is the spirit of antichrist is loose in this world. And then we define what that means. And then we describe how it operates in the local body. And, and the last statement I made was they are anti-anointing. That means when the power of God, presence of God comes, they crack a joke. When the power and the only thing, glory of God come, you ever see them suddenly they look like prune because they cannot respond to the spirit of God. They are afraid of the spirit of God. They get afraid to be exposed. You need to watch how people in your church, and you can't fake it. They can try to shout and praise the Lord. They can't fake it because the nature, their nature is against what's happening. So they become sour prune. Or they begin to lash out. And there will be all kind of criticism. We spend some time. You could check it. Google it. It's up in the Google world. Or YouTube world. I'm sorry. We put it in YouTube. You could look at our study last week. Now this week we're going to look at another stumbling block. And that is found in Isaiah chapter 28. And we read that scripture to you. And what I did. I asked one brother to study, and and I and another brother study something else. We're gonna put it together. They don't know what I'm gonna do in between unless they're pretty discerning. So let's look at Isaiah 28 because uh, we're gonna deal with a diff, another spirit, another debris and vision ministry that needs to be removed. One, the Antichrist spirit. We're gonna look at this here. He says, wherefore. Hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful man. The word scornful. And we, 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 we read this and we just jump over it fast. Scornful man that ruled this people which is in Jerusalem. I, I want to read that to you from the voice, the voice translation. He said, let this be a warning, the eternal word to you sarcastic jokesters, you leaders in Jerusalem. Because ye have said... We have made a covenant with death and with hell are we at agreement. See, I want to talk to you today about sarcastic jokesters. You got people in the church who are sarcastic jokesters. Nothing new. They were leaders of Jerusalem. They were the leaders in Jerusalem. They were sarcastic jokesters and they made those who are sarcastic and jokester, they don't even know that they made an agreement with death and with hell. It's not the fornicator or the one who's smoking the dope or the prostitute in the street. Leave them alone. Get them saved. It, it's those in the church who are sarcastic jokesters. They made an agreement with death and with hell when the they say, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come to us. When hell happened, we're going to be safe. Why? For we made lies our refuge and under, and under falsehood we have hid ourselves. So we're going to discuss 
this whole idea, sarcasm and joking. Uh-oh. Don't leave. You need to hear the word of the Lord. The King James is scornful. Uh, you know, nobody paid the word, the word scorn. Uh, he's scornful. Uh, I mean, he talked bad. No, no. If you're a jokester, stay on. If you're sarcastic, stay on. Because God is going to talk to you. Don't run. Be man enough. Be woman enough. And hear what God says about sarcasm and joking. So we're going to start with sarcasm right now. I gave to Minister Gosen this whole idea. Again, I haven't talked to him. They did send it to me. We didn't have time to discuss. So everything you're going to hear right here is fresh from the throne of God. I do have the notes, but we didn't discuss anything. Tell me what you learned from the word sarcasm. Because I gave you sarcasm and I give him joking. Okay? And we're going to marry those two together because it says in Isaiah 28, 14, they are sarcastic jokesters. What did you find out, sir? Amen, Bishop. Uh, sarcasm is a good subject. Uh, it is uh, one of many words that describe the use of mockery to make a point. Uh, three words in particular in this family, uh, there are a lot of them, but three that kind of are interchangeable are facetiousness, satire, and then, of course, sarcasm. Uh, exaggeration of a situation to make a point, uh, that would be facetiousness. People often confuse sarcasm and facetiousness, but they are not necessarily synonymous. Uh, then, uh, for instance, if I'm being facetious and I want to make a point that somebody overeats and I invite people over to the house for spaghetti <laughs> dinner, and when I bring the spaghetti out, I sit it right in front of the person. And then I go, whatever he leaves, we'll have the rest. I'm being facetious. He might eat a lot, but he doesn't eat that much. But I'm letting him know it's noticed that he eats a lot. Uh, that could be seen as sarcasm, but it's making a point, a useful point, because the person needs to know, hey, don't eat so much. Uh, uh, satire is using humor or irony to expose corruption or ridicule or scorn a wrongdoer. Like, for instance, if I wanted to say the politicians are taking too much money with art, I would draw a, a, a trough filled with money with a bunch of pigs in suits eating from it. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling the politicians pigs. pigs. But I'm making a point. They're greedy for money. Uh-huh. But uh, you want my notes? <laughs> You, all right, all right. Here we go. Um, but sarcasm is using wit, humor, or irony to, uh, to ridicule. Uh, it is the meanest of the three. The definition is the use of irony to mock or convey contempt. So if I'm being sarcastic, it's really because... I have some type of ill feeling toward the public. So a sarcastic person has ill feelings. Contempt. They contempt. They're having ill feelings. Go on. Yes, sir. Uh, some examples of how a person might be sarcastic. And, and, and the cruelty of sarcasm, it's usually tossed as a joke. A joke. Not only a joke, but even a compliment. My God. For example, here, here's some. Uh, Let's say two people are shopping, and one person who wants to be sarcastic toward the other says, Oh, good. I see you found something that doesn't make you look fat. I just called you fat. But 
I tried to make it sound like I care that what you found looks good. Another one is, um, oh, that braid looks so nice, and it almost matches your real hair. Oh, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Or they say, is that your real hair? Yeah, in front of people. Ooh. The whole purpose of wearing a piece is to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but if I'm just going to strip you right there in front of everybody, I just killed it. And it's just a joke, isn't it? Go on, brother. Um, uh, here's another one. Uh, I just love the way you can just come out looking any kind of way. I can't do that. <laughs> people say this stuff. This is stuff I've heard people say. Another one is, uh, oh, you lo- you sound so pretty on the phone. <laughs> That mean when I f- see you, yeah. you don't sound the same. Yeah, you, 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 I'm really saying your voice tricked me and had me thinking you look good, but you're really ugly. Let's look at the function of sarcasm. Um, let's see. Sarcasm can be used for many purposes. However, in most of the cases, it is utilized to mask or to scathe. So sarcasm is a mask. When I'm being sarcastic, I'm wearing a mask. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. I'm saying one thing, but I mean another. I mean another. Others use it as a defensive mechanism. It is used when uh, bitterness is hard to express in a pleasant way, or the objective is to say something without hurting somebody directly. In other words, I don't want to give you an open insult, so I just kind of... Give you indirect insult. Yes, sir. I think sarcastic people are cowards. There's... Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, if you're going to say something, say it to my face. Don't post it. Don't text it. If you're a man and woman, I say it to my face. If I punch you, I punch you. If we fight, we fight. We go to jail. You got to know what to go to jail for, what to go to hell for. Stop hiding, being, being fake, masking, and defensive. So another thing, the person is defensive. They, they put up a front to defend themselves. So we're learning about what is sarcasm because it is mentioned in the Bible, King James Version, scornful men, the voice translation, sarcastic jokesters, they made a covenant with hell and death. Keep that in mind. You need to pay attention if you're sarcastic and a joking person. You already made a league with death and hell. Whether you understand it or not, this is what tonight is revelation time for you to get some debris out of your life, out of my life, out of the church. Amen? Continue on. Uh, it's, 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 it's unique that you said they're cowards. Uh, sarcasm is often used by someone who is petty. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person that feels like they have a lesser rank or they are less important. Uh, they may feel insignificant. Um, let me. So if I feel insignificant and you're, I think you're more significant than me, I'll say things to demean you to make you feel bad oh my god that's evil we have a lot of that in vision ministries vision is full of sarcastic jokesters they all going to hell i think a lot of my members are going to hell because you like to joke and hurt people's feeling and say i'm just joking i didn't mean it that way Oh, God, this is sickening. Oh, look, read on, read on. See, I didn't study this. You know, I didn't study this. He did. If you're mad, <laughs> get mad at ghost, son. I'm just a loving bishop trying to save your soul. 
you bunch of rabbits. <laughs> I'm just talking to my members now. If you're stepping in, we're just having fun. All right? All right. Read on. Now, here's some various types of sarcasm. Okay, let's look at types of sarcasm. Uh, now, there are people that do this, self-deprecating sarcasm. This category of sarcasm is uh, an overstated sense of inferiority, inferiority or worthlessness. So if I feel inferior, I sarcastically speak of myself. But I'm just a dummy. I'm just stupid. So this is good stuff. It's not a, we're not against you. Because sometimes you use that against you. I'll... I'll I'll be nobody. I'll never amount to any good. I'll never get married. What do you mean never get married? People uglier than you are married. Oh, excuse me. People who are, what's the word I use again? Not so easy to look at. I'm sorry if I say ugly. But somebody told me, don't say ugly. That hurt people's feelings. Difficult to look at. So, some folks are more difficult to look at than you. And they got a gorgeous wife. They got a gorgeous husband. Self-deprecation. So you have an inferiority problem deep, deep within your heart. So you start beating yourself. If you're beating yourself, I'm too black, I'm too white. I know white people feel that way. I'm too, I'm so milky white, I can never catch a tan. Well, glory to God, do like a president. Spray yourself. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I like to do the man, the man spray himself. Sometimes he's yellow, sometimes he's red. I'm fine with him. Glory to God. Sometimes I'm black, sometimes I'm purple. Glory to God. Read on. What else? Uh, brooding sarcasm. In this criticism, the speaker utters something polite. However, the tone of the, of, of the tone of his speech is marked by bitterness. So I'm polite. But the tone, I'm cutting you. You come to church with really nice alligator shoes on. Ooh, what'd you say? And then I say, wow, it probably took a lot of snakes to cover your feet with those shoes. But they look good. I just told you your feet were big. My God. I don't understand how people's minds work like that, Bishop. Really, it's something inside is wrong. Sarcastic because something inside is wrong. If you're sarcastic, something inside was wrong since you were a child. The way your mother, your father, your surrounding treated you, and you think you're okay. You're not okay. We hate you. Mm. I'm going to show you scripture where God hates you. And I do too. I don't like you. I don't care who you are. Ooh, did somebody get mad? No. The Bible said those who do that are hated. You're not love. Why nobody love me? Why nobody? Because you're full of sarcastic joke. Nobody, the Bible said those who do that, I'm going to give you scripture so don't, don't drop off. I hated, hated by God, hated by man. Of course, loved by the devil. Okay? Tell us another type of sarcasm. Deadpan sarcasm. It is expressed without emotion or laughter, making it difficult for the listener to judge whether the speaker is joking or mocking. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too sure if you're joking or mocking. They're good at that one. Yeah. You have to be a top sarcastic person to be able to say something, and I'm not too sure if you're making fun of me yes, sir. or if you're praising me. Yes, sir. Wow. Next one. Uh, polite sarcasm. A speaker is said to have delivered a polite sarcasm 
when his listeners only get to realize that his kind of remark was a sarcastic one after they had given it some thought. Ooh. They call that a way homer. You get it when you're on the way home. You're like, I think, I I think they just insulted me. That happens to me often at the church. Mm. By the time I get home, I'm like, now is it nice? And I'm going to tell you how I deal with people like that because I'll finish the fight. I'm a great finisher. <laughs> and then I, I, you know, and I'm, and see, you got to know what to go to hell for. That sometimes I say, God, I'm going to hell. I'm going to do it. Because they need to learn. Because you expect me to turn the other cheek. Why don't you turn your cheek? Why? You know, it's funny. Something about Christian, Christians I don't like. You sin against me, you expect me to turn the other cheek. But if I refuse and I punch you back, how come you're supposed to turn the other cheek? Why don't you turn the other cheek? You're a Christian unless you're not. Unless there are people in the church who are not Christians, they come to pray on us who are Christian because we seem to be weak. We are not weak. It's a choice we made to be meek. Oh, I'm rhyming. I'm anointed when I'm, when I'm rhyming. We're not weak. We made a choice to be meek. We understand your foolishness. We just don't want to deal with it. And we're going to look at how Jesus did with sarcasm. Oh, Jesus, a lot of them. Jesus, a lot of people, they made fun of him. What did Jesus do when they make fun of him? He blessed them. What else? He ignores them. If you're married to somebody who's sarcastic, you ignore them. If your children are sarcastic, you ignore them. If the church members like that, you ignore them. Jesus is going to heal Jairus' daughter. Remember that story? He's going, and they made fun. <laughs> She's sleeping. He's dead. Jesus said, ignore them. He went right upstairs, healed the sick, raised the dead, and kept going. He didn't even salute them. Oh, she's healed now. We don't care about you. A lot of you are being ignored. It's because you're sarcastic. Anybody with the Jesus spirit will just ignore you. You become insignificant in your home, in your church, in your society. Oh, you can move to the next city. You're going to repeat the same mess because it's a spirit in you that needs to be removed. It's a debris that the devil has placed in your life. I'm not mad at you. I'm trying to deliver your soul from this covenant you made with hell. Oh, glory to God. Read on, man. Now, there, there, there are three more. Three people. more. Tell us about it. And Where do you get all this information from? <laughs> Research. <laughs> Research. Wow. Um, the, on these three, you're really getting into kind of uh, psychosis. People's minds are real. Uh, I'll just read them. And Go ahead. Obnoxious sarcasm. Obnoxious sarcasm. This kind of sarcasm makes people feel like punching the speaker in the face. Yes. It is not very funny, and it gets under your skin. Mm, I have many of that. If was it for Jesus, boom. You ever feel that way? Was it for Jesus, boom. If was it for policemen, boom. If they wouldn't see you, boom. <laughs> Listen, my Christianity is not in a dark bottle. If I'm going to sin, I'm going to do it right open. You can't, you have no hell for me. You can't, you, I don't need your forgiveness. 
Uh-oh, I just messed a lot of people up. I don't need your forgiveness to go to heaven. I may need the body of Christ forgiveness, not your personal forgiveness. You don't forgive me, you're going to hell on your own. I don't forgive, I'm going to, but the body, I may need the body to forgive me. I understand that. <laughs> Confession is very important. That's why the Roman Catholic people got something on our Protestants way ahead. We don't understand, but I'm going to leave that alone. But sometimes people say things, your, your spouse say things. See, you all wouldn't say that, but I'll say it. Your children say things. Your church members say things. The people in the world, you feel like, bam! was not for Jesus. See, you're, you're, you say amen. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> See, they won't say amen, but it's the truth. Quit living a lie. There are times somebody says something to you, you want to clobber them. was not for Jesus or being arrested. If Jesus is nowhere to be found and no policeman, a lot of you got beat up. All right. Obnoxious sarcasm. Uh, they, make, they make you feel like what? Punching their face. I didn't even know that was in the, the studies. We, what's the next one? Uh, these two, I'll give you an example after I read them. Manic sarcasm. This type of sarcasm is delivered in an unnatural, happy mood, which makes the speaker look like he has gone crazy. So let's say I ask somebody to bring me a glass of water. I've been working all day and I'm home, not pointing to husbands or wives or anything like that. I know you wouldn't, but, but I will. <laughs> but, but you say, uh, you mind giving me a glass of water? You want me to wash your car too? How about I go and do the laundry all at once? And you're like, well, where is this coming from? Jesus. So that is manic sarcasm. And you see people do that. They'll just go off on it. You know, their eyes kind of get half dollar size and scary <laughs> and then raging sarcasm this kind of sarcasm relies mainly on exaggeration and violent threats mm. so when you hear people talking about stuff like uh, I'll just use I won't get real street but like I'm going to tell you a new one or if it's a if it's a if it's a husband and a wife I'll leave you Let's see how you pay the bills by yourself. My God. <laughs> and we, we all going to, when we all get to heaven, what a day of a joking that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll be more sarcastic. Oh, God. Woo, that is scary. I know you got a lot on your plate there. Give me the summary because we got to have him okay. up. What's the summary that you've learned? Because I like that summary that you talked about there. Um, what Psychology Today says. That's psychology Today Everybody says. respects Psychology Today more than us. So listen to what they say. If you want to be happier and improve your relationships, cut out sarcasm. Read that again. If you want to be happier... And improve. And improve your relationship. Your relationship with your spouse, with your family, with your church, with your boss. What are you supposed to do? Cut out sarcasm. The Bible didn't say that. Your world, your God, the philosophy of psychology. He's a psychologist. I'm just a country preacher. <laughs> You're the one of the big masters in psychology. I have a master on divinity. You understand the difference, the divine and the psycho people. <laughs> what do you think about that statement? Well, I mean, it's true. There's nothing to think about. It's, it's a very true, poignant statement that, you know, if practice will bring 
a happier life. Sarcasm is nothing but negativity. And it, 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 what it does, it begins to affect the body, mind over body. It begins to impact you physically. You will get sick physically. Your body breaks down because it weighs on the person that's receiving the sarcasm. Yes. But it also will weigh on the person giving the sarcasm to. So the person who's giving sarcasm, think they, they, I'm going to use the word ejaculating their venom on you, but really they're, they're, they're poisoning themselves. Yes. And you, if you listen to it, mm-hmm. you're leaving your office. This is some sarcastic for you to, that's all you're going to think about. I think people do that like to control people. Yes, that's a good point. To put a, a sperm, a venom in my mind, in your mind. So by the time you go, imagine that's being sarcastic before you leave this building. I say something to make you be bothered. Go home, talk about me with your wife, with your children. You go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, you dream about it. That's the impact. But I think I'm okay, right? Mm-hmm. But based on psychology, I'm just as... You're as messed up as the person. <laughs> I messed you up because I'm messed up. So sarcastic people are messed up people. Yes. Sarcastic people are what? Messed up. Messed up people because they want to mess me up or you up or anybody else up. And also, it really what you have with sarcasm, you have somebody who has low self-esteem who is finding a way to tear you down to build themselves up. So, say that loud on the mic so they can hear. Put his mic way up if it's not up. I what I'm saying is that sarcasm is a way of having low self-esteem because if I have to constantly make jokes or sarcastic jokes is because there's an inferiority issue with me. There's a low self-esteem issue with me. And I have to find a way to bear, bring you down so I can at least come up a little bit. Or, may, or, or I, will be, I will be looked at to be better compared to you. But my thing is when somebody does that, I look at them like fecal matter. Anybody who sarcastically says something, to me, you're fecal matter. But most people don't think that way, Bishop. Most people will not have that mindset. They will be impacted and affected by the sarcasm. Yeah, I'm so used to get beat up though. You know, <laughs> church members beat me up, even publicly. I don't need your prayers. Oh Lord have mercy. Re- finish reading that. Um, if you want to be happier and improve your relationships, cut out sarcasm. Why? Because sarcasm is actually hostility disguised as humor. Okay, read that again. Because sarcasm is what? Actually hostility disguised as humor. So if I'm sarcastic towards you, I'm hostile. But I hit it <laughs> like it's a humorous thing. I'm, I'm saying something funny. Read on. Let's see. Disguised as humor. Despite smiling outwardly, many people who receive sarcastic comments feel put down and often think the sarcastic person is a jerk. Yes. Indeed, it's not surprising that the origin of the word sarcasm derives from the Greek word sarcasine, which literally means to tear or strip the flesh off. So when I'm being sarcastic... I am tearing you apart. The thing that I'm being sarcastic about is something I resent you having. If, or something I, something I want to expose, as Minister Barton said, so the reflection on me will be better. So I'm an angry black man. 
So if you know I'm angry, you do something to make me angry and say, hey, Bishop's angry. My view is, yes, I am. I feel like punching your face. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would have hit you. And people don't like that. They think, well, you're not being Christian. Why do you mean I'm not being Christian? I'm being, I'm, I'm the real Christian. I'm being real. You're being fake. Oh, Papa Bunchy. You're being fake. We don't know where you stand. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you feel. And you speak in tongues. And you live, you dress holy. But you're fake. I'd rather, this, I'd rather have street people dealing with me. At least, if they're not fake. They'd tell me, Bishop, if it wasn't for the blow, I would have shoot you up. At least I know where you stand. But in the church, you don't even know where you stand. In your home. Where you stand. And oh, get Jesus' dress off you. You're not real. You have a problem. Stripping. Why do people take pleasure of stripping flesh? Why would I don't want to expose? Let's say if you're angry, why would I want to expose you're angry? Why? What do I get out of it? It's either coming from a seat of jealousy. So if you appear calm to the people, I want the people to see that you can lose your top. But even if I lose my top, I'm still the man of God. Absolutely. But the- <laughs> But the person, the person Thanks. is trying to accomplish one-upsmanship so they can feel somehow bigger. And, it, and everybody in the room can know, wow, what a fool. But in that, remember, it's Oh, everybody know they're fools, but they think they got one on you or me. There, there are occasions when a Christian or a person, a man of God, for instance, uh, Elijah was it Elijah when they were when the 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 prophets of Baal and they were on that mountain and he was like pour the water pour it again but before when the prophets of Baal were calling on Baal he was having he was being sarcastic call him call him louder maybe he's on a break maybe he's one of the scriptures says maybe he's relieving himself (laughs) your God's going to the bathroom so he was being very sarcastic, but that made a point. There was no God. So uh, another example. You can be sarcastic to the devil, not to each other. To I, the en- You want to be sarcastic? Be sorry to the enemies of God. But not to your family members. Not to your children. I've seen mothers being sarcastic to their own children. Oh, and, and you expect that child to love you? When I'm 18, I'm gone. Woo! All right. This is, too, we could have stopped here. But it, it, there's a combination here. Sarcastic jokesters. Can I say one last thing? Oh, yeah, jump in, one, jump one, in. One last thing. Uh, we as Christians, when, we, when we're all tempted to be sarcastic, yes, we're all human. We could come up with a one-liner just like that. But we need to think about where those people who were sarcastic with Jesus, when they were buffeting him and, hail, king of the Jews, they were being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. They didn't think he was a king. Now, who gets the last laugh? Mm-hmm. 
And that's what we ought to think. My, my concern today, there's a place for sarcasm. But those who are sarcastic make a league with death and hell. That's my concern for sarcasm. Whether it's justified sarcasm, or I'm making fun of the president, I'm making fun of the pope, I'm making fun of the pastor, because they're doing something wrong. But still, I have a scripture that says those sarcastic jokesters have made a league, a covenant with death and hell. We need to think. And the word sarcastic jokesters. So I gave him sarcasm, and I gave him joking. So what did you find biblically about joking? I came up with uh, four different words for, okay. for joking. There were others too, but they were all derivatives of it. So these are just four of the, the, the main ones that I focused on. Um, By the way, I'm getting this. This is, we didn't discuss. So whatever you got is brand new. All right, go ahead. The first one is the word mocked. And a lot of these words are interchanging with one another. And the word mock means to jest, to mock, to jeer. It means to joke or jest, that is to scoff. To rid ridicule, to use barbed humor and mocking jeers. What is so barbed humor? It's 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 a humor that cuts people to the core. Sarcasm. It's a form of sarcasm. It's like putting a barbed wire around you and tighten it up and, and laugh. Mm -hmm. And thinking it's funny. A person like that needs to be what? Beaten. <laughs> That's my feeling. Again, I don't act on it. But I'm telling you, that's how I feel. I have the right to think, to feel. People, don't think that way. You shouldn't feel that way. You're a Christian. Liar, you think worse than me. You feel worse than me. You're just not bold enough to say what you think and feel. That's it. You know, it's like seeing a woman walking down the street. I'll say, man, she looked good. I'm lusting at her. God have mercy on me. The other Pharisees are like, they're thinking worse than me. You shouldn't say that. I said what's thinking in my mind. Because you know what? I've done one thing. Once you expose the devil, he will flee from you. But once you hide the devil, he's your best friend. And I don't want to have him as a friend. Seriously, I don't. He's a broke down devil. He has done nothing. He has no money. He has nothing. He only steal what God has and claim to be his. I, I'm trying to be a friend of God. Amen. Tell me some more about what you've learned. Now, what I did is I came across a couple of scriptures also. Yes, sir. So in Acts 17 and Acts 2, is two of the ones that I picked up. In Acts 17, and I'm going to give you a little background before I get to the main verse. It says, for as much then as we are offsprings of God, we ought not to think that the God is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art or man's devices. And at the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So what's going on here is Paul is giving a speech and he's dealing with the issue of who God is. And as he's speaking, this is what eventually turns out. Because, he, again, Paul talks, he says, because he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. And when, he had, when they had heard of the resurrection from the dead, this is, the, this is where it is. Some mocked. Mm. And others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So they mocked him. What it is, they jeered him. They scoffed at him. They ridiculed him. But that so some people, when they hear the gospel, yes. they mock. They mock the gospel. They joke. It's a they, joke. Yeah, right. Jesus raised from the dead. Really, come on. And there's a mockery in it. So, But the good thing about Paul never got caught up in that. 
Paul was very headstrong. They have the right, they have the right they to have, have the their right own thoughts. They have a right to it. But that's one response we have when we preach the gospel. People mock, they, they, they make fun, sports, and joking at Christians. Mm-hmm. Then in Acts 2, remember the, the famous Acts 2 where the, the Holy Ghost had fell. Oh, boy. And, and, and Peter stands up and they said, these men are drunk and they're acting crazy and all this stuff and, and Paul you know and Pe- uh, Peter says you know these men are not drunk as you suppose but this is that which was spoken about the prophet and he goes into that and the Bible says in verse three, 13 he says and others mocking the word mocking there means jesting mockery they derided him these men are full of wine they were mocking them laughing at them talk about y'all a bunch of drunk no good men so when so, the Holy Spirit fell Holy Ghost is now there some people make fun. Still make fun. Still I've been to church like that. Mm-hmm. People be laughing. If somebody's singing, they're yeah. mocking them. Mocking it. If somebody is under the power of God, they're mocking them. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing new under the sun. No. We have people always mock, make fun, sports of the things of God. Preaching the gospel is one of them. Or being filled with the Holy Spirit is another one. And keep in mind, these, these are religious people. This was a feast. The Feast of Pentecost was going on. They so all came for religious came reasons. For, so we're not talking unsaved or unbelieving people. These were religious people who came for a pilgrimage to the great Jerusalem. And it is there the Holy Spirit falls and they mock the very God they came to serve. So a lot of times people can come to church and mock what's going on, not realizing that's still God. You're mocking God. You're mocking God, but you worship God. Or so you think. My God. Okay. All so, right. There's another word, jest. Jest. And, and it, it's, it's from the word la'av. And this is a Hebrew word. It means to jest, to deride, to mock again. And this one, we're going to look at Second Chronicles 36. And I'm going to read from 15 to 17. It says, and God, the God of our ancestors, repeatedly sent warnings, warning messages to them. Yes. Out of compassion for both his people and his temple. He wanted to give them every chance possible. But they wouldn't listen. Rather, they poked fun at God's messengers, despised the message itself, and in general treated the prophets like idiots. That's why I had to go get a PhD. (laughs) They didn't think my master divinity is good enough because they think I'm dumb and stupid. Man, I didn't have to go get a PhD. They they think I'm idiot even with a PhD. And who is this man of God? Jeremiah, probably? No, or no, other no, prophets? No, this is, this is dealing with, yeah, just in general, the prophets in general. The prophets of God. Mm-hmm. They poke fun at them, despise their message, and treat them like idiots. So God is warning them, telling them, get right, get right. They don't listen. They mock the prophets. They mock the men of God. And so then God responds. God became angry, more and more angry until there were no turning back. That's the dangerous part. There's a point where there's no turning back. What did God do? God called in Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> king of Babylon, who came an unsaved man, unreligious man. Was called by was God. called by God. Some unsaved, unreligious will be called by God to spank your booty. Yep. In Jesus, name, let it be done. Who came and killed indiscriminately. Ooh. You were nice. You said spank, but he killed. No, I don't want he nobody to die. I'm, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian. 
<laughs> I'm a Christian saved by grace. I'm a sinner. I want nobody to die. But I do want you to get a little spanking. spanking. A little spanking, you know, for you to know, don't poke fun at the man of God, woman of God, children of God, the church of God, whatever. Don't poke fun and, and, uh, and, and don't do these. Don't, we're not idiots. We're not idiots. We, we have education just like you. Just because we act meek doesn't mean we're weak. Uh, we can fight back. We can go to war with you too. We could cuss you too. And a few of you have cussed probably. I need to, don't I? Yes, sir. All right, read on. Okay, so again, he called on Nebuchadnezzar and he was a ruthless massacre. Young men and virgins, the elderly, the weak, all of them, all, they were all the same to him. So the point behind this is this, is that God brought in an unsaved man to judge the people of God. Let's who made, not look who at made fun. Who made fun. So we're not looking at what Nebuchadnezzar did. The key to it is that God brought in somebody from the outside to judge his people, his people. who's poking fun at his leaders. At his leaders. Yes. So quit poking fun because God will bring somebody. Quit calling us idiots. We're not idiots. By the way, when you call somebody something, guess what happened? Three fingers back. Mm-hmm. You're just as idiot as I am. Okay. You got one more, I think, and then we'll wrap this up. Is this, where could you get anything like on Wednesday night? Hallelujah. Exposing the, the, the breeze. This, it's not because you're evil. I want you to know that. We're not mad at you're evil. No, you've been uh, seduced. You've been deceived. Life circumstances, family pressures, failures have allowed you to use sarcasm and joking to survive. Some people have to yes. joke to survive. It's a defense mechanism. Because they, they, they don't know who they are. They have no identity. Uh, and, 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 and since they want to be in control, they have to use these things to jab people, to get people discombobulated. You're not evil, but you need to see there's sarcasm and joking. Certain aspects are very evil. Go ahead. Read okay. on. Uh, another one is the word mock again, and it's from the Hebrew word la'ag, and it's really a, a different deviation of the previous one and it means to mock to deride ridicule but it also means to stammer and what do i mean by that job 21 3 says suffer me that i may speak and after that i and after that i have spoken mock on so what job is dealing with he's dealing with his friends they're mocking him they're saying all kinds of stuff so friends do jokes and mock friends are mocking the ones who ate with him, the ones who fellowship with him, the ones who sat there for the first seven days and never spoke a word. And they mourned with him. They suffered with him. But then these are the same ones who turned around and Job says are mocking him or stammering. You know, when somebody's talking about they just talk so much that they can't even say the word anymore. When people gossip and they can't say the words anymore, so they stammer. That's how much mockery was going on. In Proverbs one twenty six, God says, I will laugh at your calamity and I will mock when your fear cometh." So here God is going to respond. If you want to mock me and my people, I'm going to mock you back. So when calamity comes, when trouble comes, when struggle comes, God says, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to deride at you. I'm going to make fun of you. And the last word is, is, is the word laughter. And, and it means uh, it means laughter, it means joyful, but it also means derision, sport, to scorn or to mock someone. So there's a way you laugh yes. that is joyful. There's a way you laugh that is poking the Very is true. So the root word here means, it means laughter, but it could be two things. It could be a merriment laughter, like you're saying, or it could be a defiance 
laughter. <laughs> it's how you the, laugh. intent the intent is behind the laughter. So people can laugh with you. Doesn't mean they're laughing with you. They could be laughing at you. They could be you. laughing at you. So they'll smile and laugh. Don't get caught up with the laughter. Because, I, you know, I, I, and I always say this thing, saying, you know I say it all the time. I said, the thing that I've learned about joking this. You've been, the brunt, it, you've been the brunt of a lot of jokes. Yes, don't worry I about that. No, yeah. I want to apologize <laughs> for the church. We make fun of him. When guys oh, go out Lord. together, he, he's a good sport. But I know he want to punch us, but he doesn't but say so. But I can so. take it. I, I just know some and, people and can't the, handle and the it brothers, back. And the yeah, brothers, and the back brothers who joke can't even take one. Some people can't handle it when they come back. But I, I know I can take it, and I can dish it back too. You see, I gave you, I, see, I gave you the I right thing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So Job 12, 4 says, I was one mocked of his neighbor who calleth upon God, and he answered me. And he, the, ju- the just upright man is laughed to scorn. So Job is saying that his own neighbors, people close to him, mocked him. And in Psalms 126, he says, Then was our mouth, then was our mouth filled, filled with, with laughter, laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The, lo- the Lord hath done great things for them. So our mouth should be filled with laughter, but our laughter is from merriment. Not it's defiance. Not defy someone it's not to mock somebody when i'm laughing with you my heart it starts from my heart laughter starts from my heart if i'm laughing with you that's right but if i'm laughing at you even though you may be thinking i'm laughing with you and we all know that people we feel come it. and laugh they think you think but you somebody you, you listen laugh. <laughs> wait a minute I don't feel that funny no more but they still laughing and so you realize they're really laughing at you they're mocking there's you. a scripture you read job 12 4 I'm as yes. one mock of his neighbor who call upon God. Yes. So when they mock at us, joke at us, call upon God, and he answered him, the just upright man is laughed to scorn. So if you're living right for God, they will try to laugh to scorn. Now remember, uh, those who do that make a covenant with death and hell. A child of God should not. So I'm going to kind of put a little, anything else? No. I'm going to try to bring a closing to this. Ephesians 5, 4 says, Don't swear or spurt nonsense. Don't make harsh jokes or clown around. Make proper use of your words and offer them thankfully in praise. So he says, don't swear, don't spurt nonsense. Don't make harsh jokes. Don't clown around. Make proper use of your words. Now, there's a man in the Bible. He lost his family because he was a jokester. His name is Lot. You didn't know Lot was a jokester. Most rabbi tell you he's worse than, I don't want to say it because people think I'm against his people, than a terrorist. Listen. He says in Genesis 19:14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry, get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his son-in-law thought he was joking. Now, why would I tell you something you think I was joking? Because? I'm used to you making jokes. Because? I'm used to you making jokes. That, there it is. Lord joke so much that when it became real they didn't believe him 
So this is not, oh, pastor's trying to talk about me. No, these are debris in the church, in our lives. We need to push away. The Antichrist, jokester, he jokes so much that when he was real, let's get out of here. His sons-in-law say, uh, father-in-law's just joking. Why would they make that statement? Because he's, he's a joke. They're used to him. He liked to joke. Listen, most jokesters are liars. They twist and embellish the truth, which becomes a lie. That's the problem with joking. Most joke based on a lie. Okay? So when you joke so much like Lot, nobody will believe you even when we tell the truth. Lot told the truth finally. You may lose your spouse, your children, your family, your future, because nobody believes you now. Because you're a joke. You become a joke. The more you joke, you become a joke. I'm, yes, sir. I was going to say there's an old story that kids are taught about the boy who cried wolf. Where he kept crying wolf, wolf, and the town people would run out, run out. And, and then he would laugh at them come out there and, and he would just laugh. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. And they would all go back. And he did it two, three, four, five times. How many number of times? But then one day the wolf showed up. Yes. And when he cried, wolf, wolf, nobody came. And well, the wolf had a good time. You know. And so, so he is the cause. Jo Lot was the cause that his son-in-law was burned. Yes. Joke too much. He joked too much. Nobody wants to You're going to be the cause of a very catastrophic situation in your family or in your church you need to quit joking listen to what acts 2 13 says but others were laughing and joking and ridiculing them saying i think we read that they are full of sweet wine and drunk people laugh and joke because people are shouting speaking in tongues then singing the holy ghost now i'm going to close with jeremiah this is what jeremiah said about people who joke why sarcastic? He said, I never sat in a circle of jokesters. I'm using the voice translation. Nor did I celebrate with them. No, I stayed to myself, sat alone, because your hand was heavy on me. You filled me with indignation over their sins. Joking is a sin. Sarcastic joking is a sin. That's a new sin you need to add to your list. And Jeremiah said, I didn't hang. So when people are sarcastic jokesters, go to your room. If your father, your mother is one of them, stay away from them. If your bishop, your pastor, your pope is one of them, stay away from them. Stay away from sarcastic jokesters because they are diminishing your anointing. They are robbing you of your anointing. He says, I sat, I never sat among them i didn't celebrate them no i stayed to myself i sat alone because god's hand was upon me if god's hand is upon you you cannot be a sarcastic joseph so that tells me sarcastic joseph don't have god i'm glad you said that bishop because yes it's been sitting right here on my lip i was waiting for it who was the first sarcastic person in the bible I don't know that one. You got to teach me. We have to consider what bus we are getting on when we decide to ride a certain spirit. The first sarcastic comment in the Bible 
is in Genesis chapter 4, and it's after Cain slew Abel. And God came and said, where is your brother? And Cain got smart with God. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Oh! Shabbat! Isuzu, eat time my bow tie. Just play. <laughs> so wow, yeah, that escaped me. That's what I love. This I love this. I didn't see this one. So Go ahead. It, the 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 gall of a person who can insult God's people comes in the same spirit that came in through a person who had the nerve to insult God. So the first person who insulted, who we saw Kaz in the Bible, was Cain. So if we can make this leap, I do the same thing. I have the spirit of Cain on me. There, there's a scripture, I can't bring it to mind, maybe one of you all can, but he talked about they have... Uh, By the, the way. The way of Cain. The way of Cain. The way of Cain. Ooh, ooh, we should have studied this. Oh, God. The way of Cain is the way of sarcasm and joking even to God Almighty himself. The man was not even scared. Am mm. I my brother's keeper? God knew what you did. He wouldn't own up to it. Amen. But yes. if you think about it, where does the spirit of Cain start? The spirit of Cain starts with Lucifer. He's a son of Satan. When he rose up and he says, I will be like you. That is arrogance and sarcasm all wrapped up. Then he goes to the Garden of Eden. Did God really say? Ooh, did he that's really another say one. this? That's another one. So you, you see where Cain is. Because the Bible says that God warned Cain. He says, because the enemy is crouching. Jesus. At your door. At your door, waiting for you. So Cain knew, he was told by God, there is, there's a spirit. Mm -hmm. We know who the spirit was. Yeah. Was, Come on, preacher. <laughs> preach the word. You have Satan uh -huh. waiting uh -huh. for an opportunity to jump, to jump on, on you. you. And the devil, jump on him. <laughs> And when the devil, come on, brother, <laughs> jump on him, he took a big stick and he slew his brother, brother because he's jealous. jealous. Oh, yeah. Petty. Petty. <laughs> come on, preach, brother. <laughs> you know, and honest to God, I love when the Lord does this. It's like, okay, I don't know. I got this part. part. Well, you know, when they built the atomic bomb. They gave different parts of the country different jobs. Yes. And nobody knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. Until that thing went up in, in Hiroshima and they went, oh, my God. That's what we That's what we did. That's how God worked. Yes. You gave him one little piece. Mm -hmm. You gave me one little piece. Mm -hmm. And now we come back that sarcastic Hallelujah. people are getting in the boat with Cain. Yes. Oh, That's glory to God. Saints, this is your day to be delivered from the spirit of Cain. We got a name for it now. From the de we don't want to be the son of the devil. We want to be the son of God. I want God to get rid of sarcasm out of my heart, joking out of my heart. Now somebody will never joke again. No, you know the intent. Don't go, well, people do that. When you teach them the truth, well, I guess I'll never talk again to them. What do you mean you never talk again to them? I'll never joke again. We didn't say don't joke. You know the kind of stuff that God hates. Intent. The intent. Hallelujah. We're going to pray 
for God to deliver me first and us and you from the spirit of Cain, the way of Cain, sarcasm, jokester. I want to read this. James chapter 4 verse 11 and 12 from the message translation. Don't bad mouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating and that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. We need to quit writing graffiti on God's word. And when I do sarcastic joking, I'm writing graffiti in God's word. God's getting the beating, not the person you're poking fun at. Let's stand, brothers. We're going to pray a prayer of deliverance. A threefold court prayer of deliverance. We're going to ask God to forgive us for our own sarcasm and joking. Hallelujah. Some of us do it more than the others. If you're a sarcastic person, a joker, begin to ask God to forgive you and break the, the, the league you got with death and hell. Begin to pray, brothers. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come before you right now. I'm asking you to forgive me, Lord God.